0: Y'all already know what it is, your boy, Yako, what it do, the outlet to reality, the whole podcast in Vegas and Chicago, what up? This is the place where you want to hide from your drama, or maybe hide from your baby mama. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, man, don't forget to stay tuned. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. And today we have a very special guest. He's one of my good friends, the best filmmaker I know uh dominique what's up brother how you doing how you doing my man nice to see you oh yeah How your <laughs> you um, day going it's good man it's good you know i i had a good day you know i'll be honest man um nice sunny day got a free bagel you know you can't go wrong with extra cream <laughs> cheese on the see. <laughs> <laughs> But fam i, I want to share a little story so my fans out there if you guys don't know Uh, I had a little Halloween get together at my crib and it was the first time me and Don, we hang out outside of work and uh, he came through. I was really excited and I'm going to be honest. When I first saw him and he parked his car, I was like, damn, this homie drives a nice car. I saw the, you know, he had the spinners, they were spinning. You know <laughs> and then I saw he got a girl. I was
1: like, damn, brother, you never told me you had a girl.
0: And so he was like, yeah, you know, you know. And so he goes, ah, oh. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So come in, you got to meet my other friends. And it was real nice, man. I decorated the place, I had my little Chucky stuff. And, um, we play. I ain't going to lie, I was so messed up that day. We were supposed to go to some stand-up spot, at like around 12, but I was so hammered. I don't know if you noticed that I was real messed up.
1: Hey, we Hey, di- We didn't pace ourselves, man. We went straight in.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true, fam. Fam, you gotta tell me what. How? What was your experience when you came through, man? Like, what? what can you remember, <laughs>
1: man? You know, it was. It was funny because uh, we ne- Like before, I came over, we never really talked about Chucky. So when I came over, I just see all the Chucky dolls and stuff like that, and it was funny because uh, me and my girl was like t- talking about Chucky, and I was looking for a Chucky doll. So when I came over, I was seeing all the different Chucky dolls. I'm like, I'm seeing different sizes and stuff. I'm like, dang, do I want that size? Do I want that size? And I, and I didn't know you were a fanatic, so I'm like, dang, that's something else that we could talk about. Something that we can bond with. So that's the first thing that caught my eye was Chucky. It's like, damn, that's something we connect with. And the, the decorations were pretty dope. And uh, you know, what I'm saying, I saw pieces of everything I liked there, so it was it was just dope. It was just everything else. The first impression was just like, damn, this is everything that I like. It just like it just felt like I was coming home. So. Yeah, it was just a real warm welcome. You feel me?
0: Oh, that's what's up, fan. That's what's up. And do you remember when we played that card game? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so, look, so let me
1: tell y'all something real quick. So him <laughs> and his boys, they got this card game. The card deck is like <laughs> this big. It's like it got to be at least 250 cards in here. So basically, if you did something that's on the card, you take a shot. And there's basically like 200 rounds, and they basically said that they don't. They went through all the cards, all of them, all the cards. And I, I don't see it. It's like I, I didn't went through. I went through like 15, 20 of them. I was under the table. That was a lot. Yeah, that was a lot. That was an intense game, my boy. You should. I wasn't ready for that. That was a lot. I'm not a heavy drinker, so that that was a lot to tackle.
0: Damn, but it man. was fun. It was fun though. It was fun. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I do. I was getting messed up, man. I was just like, man, everything going slow and boy, I, that spongebob mean when shit getting getting all get to spinning and shit. I'm like, <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> I was trying to find Sandy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because we were selling bikini bottom. <laughs> right, right. She's the only cute one. That I really like to be honest, but man, she 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 swam away. You know say she swam away. <laughs> Yo, <You're> nasty. <laughs> <laughs> well, fam, uh, real quick, Squad. So if you know, this is Dominique, one of the best filmmakers I know. And uh I wanna for the fans to get to know you a little bit more, fam. Tell us a little bit a bit of background, like if you were born and raised in Vegas, what neighborhood you're from, and your hobbies.
1: All right. Um, I was actually born and raised in Chicago. Uh, I was actually born in green and green and, uh, I actually moved out here in Vegas in 2003, 2004. It was like a, a small transition. So, um, I moved out here and, uh, I got into music first. So I started traveling and started meeting people, networking, getting connected in music. And, uh, I, I, I still have a love for music, still love that. But, uh, once I started doing music, it brought me on to other things. It brought me over to photography. It brought me over to videography. Uh, it brought me over to uh, uh, business, just business in general. So, uh, once I got into the art of, like, building a song, I just started to, like, making content in general. Because you make a song, the next thing you make, you make a video. You know, the next thing you know, you make an album. Then once you make an album, it's just, like, one whole, it's, like, a a whole movie, you know what I'm saying? It's one whole body of work. So next thing you know, like I ended up learning how to build a body of work from the beginning to the end by itself. And when I say from beginning to end by itself, I learned to record the music from like to record it, mix it, master it, write the song, record it so I can make the song to a soundtrack. And then next thing you know, all right, it's time to shoot the video so before i started shooting videos i studied on equipment for like almost like a year and year and a half before i bought my first camera because i was scared because it was like i like i started off i didn't have a lot of money so it was like i I didn't i couldn't afford to buy a camera and then i outgrow it or buy the wrong one then as you know i got a risk trying to sell it and get the amount i put into it to buy the one that i'm gonna need for my next project that you know more suitable for what i need so it's like, man. Before I start buying stuff I don't need, let me get on YouTube. I call YouTube is like my university. Like when I want to learn anything, I get on YouTube and I study shit for like days and days at a time. So it's like, okay. So first I had to ask myself, which is with the camera, what are you going to be doing? Are you going to be doing photo? You're going to be doing video? Are like you want to do movies? It's like you gonna I knew I was going to have to buy more than one camera, but I was like, what can, what kind of camera can I buy that's versatile? To do like skits that can do movies, videos, something that, you know, I can just pick up and it can look dope like all around. And I was like, so to be honest, the way I locked into my camera was I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, with me being on the move all the time, I need something that's dope with low light. So once I started doing research on that, I, I nailed it down to a fucking Sony. So basically, um, I got down to shooting a video. I bought me a camera. I bought me the uh, the Sony a7 III. That was the, the the first camera I bought. So I bought the camera. Then as you can know, it's like, okay, now I need everything to make it operate good. So that's when I started building pretty much like a studio. So I started buying products like a stabilizer, a, a backdrop. Uh, I started a light lighting and then uh, microphones and then uh mounts, um, and then I had to buy a, another camera. I bought a little Osmo that, that's, that could be mobile and stuff like that. So I can, you know, have different angles. Because once I started studying, you learn about B-roll footage. You know, you learn about the A-roll. Then you learn about the different angles and shooting it more than one time and trying to get more than one angle while you're shooting at one time. So you can try to clip it back and forth. There's different ways of shooting different scenes and stuff. So first I want to start off with doing simple stuff like music videos because that'll help me learn how to use a program to edit. That's simple editing. So that'll help me learn a program. So once I learn a program, I can pretty much tackle any project I want. Mm-hmm. So once I once I learn how to like once you learn how to edit, that'll teach you how to shoot a project better. So once you know how to shoot a project and get good angles and get good lighting, it makes the editing a lot easier. So once you know really good at editing, it helps you shoot better. Then once you can shoot a hell of easier, you know the editing process go better. than, you know, like it's to the point where I'll, I'll think about the editing process before I even shoot some shit. So when I'm shooting, I can understand what, where to have my camera at first to have to pan out for a certain transition or something like that. So that's and then that's just something I learned. You know, just try trying trying to edit on the fly. So um, I started with music videos, just editing there. And then um, that, that was cool. And then uh, I just and then uh, I, I got to work and then uh, I just wanted to find different ways I could monetize and make money with my camera itself. So I just started to start to go on Craigslist and just put, put ads that, that I'm a photographer or whatever. And then I started finding ads for people who want, wanted real estate photos and, and, and videos that's paying like 100 bucks just to come and take photos and, and take you know, small videos of real estate. And then I found buddies who had cameras and stuff that found relationships with guys who's uh, in new housing developments. So they'll just go to different houses and stuff and just do videos every week and just have money in the pocket just for that. So I was like, man, so I could just monetize this camera just doing anything with, with, with video because everybody needs somebody who's dope with video and editing. And everybody doesn't have that time to invest into it. Yep. Everybody, everybody has a product they want to push but everybody don't have the time to sit on the computer and actually piece it together and everybody doesn't have creativity that creativity that the next person may have. Some people might have ideas, but a lot of people don't know how to put it on paper with a certain programs, you know? So when you're actually like editing, you're like a tech wizard in, 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 a, certain, in a certain form to certain people, you know? So it's like when you have your own style to editing, a, a, a style of shooting and stuff like that, it makes it easier for you because, you know, you're doing stuff that's, that favors your, your, your strengths. Oh. So you, you have more fun with doing it. And then you'll learn more to, to build to your traits of, of how you edit and how you use your product. So um, I started doing music videos. And then when I started doing music videos, I got into like, I, I wanted to start a business of doing like marketing and advertising. So once I wanted to do, do that, I'm like, man, look, I got some dope ass product, but how am I going to get paid for this shit? So I was like, all right, I need to find a way to monetize my product. I need to find a way to make money for this shit. So I was like, the first way to do that is I, I got to find a way to package it to, to, for people to want to buy it or at least want to watch this shit, you know, because if I'm putting something on there, it got to stand out from the next thing that's on there. Why are they going to watch mine if they got a channel that they already watch already? So when when I wanted to start marketing my music, it's like, I said, I didn't want to just give you a random video with just random shit. I said, what if I made it kind of look like a movie almost? And then I just had my song playing in the background of a movie. So it was like, okay, let me think of uh, uh, of a short movie. Let me think of of a plot. Let me think of an idea of something. So I thought of like a short movie of like 15, 20 minutes of a small little plot of somebody like walking, somebody following them, just like three people one light, one camera, really simple. I did that, then put my music in there in the background. I was like, damn, that's pretty dope. That's like a short movie. That's like, I can keep adding to that. So now you can know, it's like, okay, that's a movie now. That's like a short movie with the the song. Now, you know what's next? Let's fucking shoot a movie now. (laughs) So now, when I'm doing that, when people see this short video, they're like, hey Dom, what kind of camera are you using? What kind of stabilizer are you using? These are other people who do videos as well. So next thing you know, we're networking, like, hey man, you busy this weekend? Let's let's get together. Let's shoot some let's shoot some content. So I just started linking up with other people and started shooting content and I just started learning from them. Like, hey man, when you're shooting, what ISO are you using? So I started getting tips on you know how to shoot from how, how their preferences on how they set theirs up to kind of compare and contrast.
0: Can can and, I ask you something real quick, fam? Not not to interrupt, but something get in there
1: get crossed my mind.
0: All right, so I've noticed I have a lot of friends that are filmmakers back in Chicago, and they have a big problem with finding people that are consistent with, like, making on time, making sure they they make it to the shoot. Right. So, what's your tip on finding people that are, I guess, legit? Because that's that's a big problem when you you have a whole team, and your team doesn't, um, I guess, cooperate or mm-hmm. it's not the community case, They don't have discipline. You know yeah. what I'm
1: saying? Yeah. The consistency, the, the consistency of it, to be honest, like, uh, I've been in a lot of teams and I, I've built, i worked and built with a lot of different people over the years. And, uh, one thing I learned is before you can like really start building something like that with somebody, you have to, um, um, build a real good chemistry with them outside of of, of filmmaking. You know, you got to be able to really like someone and, and enjoy the person in general, because if you can't bond and connect and have a chemistry with the person in general, once it comes to making deadlines and, and being serious about something like filmmaking and try to be consistent with something, it's not going to tie together. So the connection with the person has to be there before y'all can kind of build a a, a enterprise together you know what i'm saying so i would say like first you got to make sure that you're building something with somebody that you have a really good connection with and then once you guys have an understanding you know what y'all trying to build it's going to be easier to uh to to commit to making deadlines and things of that nature so first i would say make sure that you're the matchmaking of who you're trying to build that with is it, you guys are in the same space in life and, and, and you have the right the same amount of time to do what you're trying to build because sometimes if you try if you got one person who works 10 12 hours a day and the next person um they don't work it on um, they work a graveyard or something like that it's going to be hard for, for both of them to, to honestly to commit to something they would really want to do something but realistically speaking to make that happen is going to be tough because time is going to be hard in that type of situation so that's why you got to make sure the chemistry and the time works for both sides to be able to commit to something now if the chemistry is there and it still doesn't happen then somebody just don't want to do it you know what i'm saying yeah so i think i think it's it's it's, it's really about chemistry if the chemistry is there when you guys want to really commit to, you know, make deadlines and being consistent on building something, it, it's gonna carry a respect, you know, to, to, to make to to come back and forth. Because if me we got a bond, we got a chemistry, we really really rocking and stuff like that, and we making deadlines and making commitment with stuff, I'm gonna kind of feel obligated to not let you down because I know you need me to make this happen. I'm not gonna leave you hanging. So once we make those commitments, I'm gonna feel more obligated to so say, you know what, I can't leave my I can't let my boy down. He need me, so I'm gonna I'm be there for him because I'm a real loyal person. So if I give my somebody my word, I make it. A, I make it a point to you know
0: commit and follow through with it. So yeah, no, it's good, man. It's good. I I feel like that's my point of view on it. Yeah. No, I like. I think really honest. I think it's true. You gotta have like that, like you said, going back what you're saying, like that chemistry, that that good relationship before you set a project and have almost a similar schedule because you make sense. If they're working two different shifts and it doesn't, you know, co cool, uh, doesn't work together. It ain't going to happen. Right. You know I'm saying no, that's really good. And I wanted to ask you fam. Um, any new projects coming up for you, like film-wise, like any new shorts or a movie? I'm, I'm
1: going to be honest right now. I was actually taking a little hiatus because I was having like a writer's block. So I was just chilling and living a little bit right now to give myself some inspiration to stop cramming because uh, I've been diving into a lot of projects I've been trying and they just been coming to dead ends and just not finishing them, not liking them. And, it, and I've been finishing stuff and I just, I haven't been liking it. I haven't been liking nothing I've been putting together. And if, I'll f- if I don't feel confident with something, I'm not going to bring it to my audience and bring it to my, and, and bring it to, you know, my friends and my peers if it's something I don't feel confident with my, in, within myself. So I- I've been chilling, you know, and I've actually, like, I've been uh, shopping and, and, and like buying like materials and stuff for different scenes and stuff, like buying like uh, props. So I've been prop shopping, you know, trying to buy, find some inspiration and chill and, and like been supporting my boys really. Just been supporting my boys and, and watching what they're doing to give me inspiration in and what, what I want to do. So I have just been you know supporting my boys. You know, buying some of their material, watch watching their watching their content and stuff like that, and they help me give me inspiration and help me find the love and back into what I do. So, I'm, I'm I'm in like I'm in like if you be honest, I'm in study mode. I'm in, like in the real, I'm in student mode right now. You know to find that that spark to get me back to where I, to where I, I would like to be at you know i was like mentally i was mentally overloading because i was fucking around trying to do music i was trying to do pictures i was trying to do videos trying to do skits trying to do a short putting together a short movie at the same time with, with one of my teams and then i was still working at my job 10 12 hours a day and then building a the family at the same time, and I breed English bulldogs, and they're you know tra- training them. So just building all that at one time, I just I just whew. it just cre- creating time to have that creativity to actually edit and do that. It, I I bit on too much. I was biting too much. So now I'm I'm, I'm relaxing right now, and just you know being being a student to it, and uh, I'm a, I'm gonna crawl my way back into it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we need you back, fam. Guaranteed. That's a, that's a guarantee. <laughs> oh, I was yeah. gonna say you should we should do like like something together because I know you've been trying to get us to have coffee together and, and talk about like you know, collabing. Because you know, I, I did um I send you a link of my TV show that I put together. Uh take one pass it back, and it's crazy. I'm gonna tell my fans, nobody knows this, but um that project, you know, I've been doing that for about I will say about five and a half years and I'm finally going to release season three by the, by January. That's when I'm going to release it. So it's, it's a big deal because this is the first, first time um, when it comes down to like YouTube independent sitcom to have the same cast for five years. That's, that's a big deal. A lot of people. That don't, is, right. That is, that is for sure. So, and, and it's a diverse cast. So I think it will be nice to close it up. Um, and I, I'm down fam. I, I have some ideas too, like we should do some, cause you know, I'm big on TikTok. That's why I do my editing. I, I right, saw you some right, my, right. My martial arts, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> you, you clean with it. Yeah, yeah. So I want to do some like comedy skits with you, just you and me on my TikTok. I, I have a lot of ideas and it, it'll be fun because I feel like you're a funny guy like me. So we have more energy, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> yes, yes. Right, 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 right. I'm down. I'm
1: down.
0: Yeah, so we definitely, fam. And that's what's up, man. Now, I'm gonna pick at your brain a little bit. I wanna know who are your three top filmmakers that you look up to that inspire you to wanting to continue to do film.
1: Filmmakers, let me see. I I'm I'm big on Spike Lee. Because I'm, I'm real big on him because uh, I, I love the culture of filmmaking and the culture of, of, of just Black filmmakers in general. So he helps me, you know, dig into the history, you know what I'm saying, of Black filmmakers and stuff like that. And he makes me want to leave a mark just like him on, you know, the the, the to be a pioneer in, in filmmaking as, as an African American and a pioneer with it. And um, let me see. Um, Hmm. Filmmakers. Um. I, I like a lot of young people. I like a lot of young people. Like I like Tyler Perry as, as a filmmaker too. You know, as a producer. I'm. I'm real big on producers and filmmakers and stuff like that. So I'm really big on uh, a lot of his projects. And um, I'm big on the uh, lyrical lyr- lyrical lemonade. Or uh, but that's a pr- production company. But the main filmmaker, his name is um, his name. What's his name? Uh, shit, I forgot. I, uh. Cole Bennett his name is Cole Bennett now that that's another filmmaker his name is Cole Bennett and I'm a real big fan of his because uh he's real creative with his editing and uh and his props and his setups for his scenes and stuff like that that's somebody like when I when I when I want to look at how I want to build a scene or how I want to put a plot together I I'll go I'll, I'll look up I'll watch all his videos you know to build one of my scenes to piece, to piece some of mine together. So it's like, I, sometimes I feel like a mini hymn with with, 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 with a taste of my stuff, but that's my, um, a big inspiration for me.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Fam. I, I, you know, I gotta say, you said Tyler Perry, I'm going to be real. I'm so happy he opened the studio in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? For young mm-hmm. people to, that want to do film. I think that's a great, way to open the doors because I'm gonna be real a lot of these studios the big ones are owned by white people I'm gonna be real facts facts
1: who's gonna open the door for us
0: there you go you know what I'm saying
1: yeah he, he gives a lot of uh, you know people their first shot and and that's something I'm really big on you know it's giving people with the talent but who doesn't have the resources you know to reach that platform to have that shot to show their talents you know yeah. because once you get to Hollywood they just gonna feed the people who rich already. They're just gonna feed people who know gonna get numbers already. They're just gonna feed the the uh, the 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 Reese with the spoons and shit already. They're gonna just keep spinning it in rotation, you know. They don't break new people like independent, um independent labels and shit like that, you know. So that's why I'm a fan am a fan of that type of, you know, that's that type of uh, producers.
0: No, I'm with you, fam. No, I'm for real. And that's another thing too, man. I, I I don't like L.A., man. L.A.'s dirtiest city I've ever been. to. I'm gonna be real, man. I, I love Chicago. I'm glad you said Chicago because we yeah. got the cleanest downtown. And I'm gonna be real. I think our tacos are better. I'm sorry to break you. <laughs> <evening. laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know if we can pee with the the tacos. They can't fuck with our pizza, but their tacos bomb. I I give it to them. I, I, every time I go to L.A., I got to give you some street tacos. <laughs> hey but you know fam
0: you know in the south side of chicago we know how to break it down when it comes down to tigers you know you know it
1: you know it. i know i know <laughs> you know we get down we get down yes sir
0: oh, man, no but that's crazy fam. that's crazy now I, I wanna i wanna ask you man um now we are a big chucky fan right I'm so excited, fam. I, this has been one of my favorite things to do on a Tuesday night. I keep telling you every time I see you, did you watch the new episode? <laughs>
1: hey, and you know what? You be calling that shit, man. And, like, the last couple episodes been making me a bigger fan of it. And it's also been throwing me off. Because, like I was telling you, at first I thought Chucky and uh, the, the kid, I thought they were going to be, like, sidekicks and, like, knocking people off. But now I didn't see them make, taking a turn to it was going to be, like, them versus each other type of shit. And then I didn't know that they were going to bring like the real Chucky passion to it to combine with it. So that shit is like taking
0: a crazy turn. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Did you see um the newest one that just came out?
1: Not yet, not uh, yet.
0: Okay, I won't ruin it to you, but I'm I'm like you said. I like that it's getting better. It it makes you want to see more and more. And I like that um they did bring Tiffany back. You know from Brighter yeah. Chucky. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was really dope. And I got to be real, man. One thing I could say about this horror classic. So everybody knows Chucky's a horror classic from the 80s. But the crazy thing is to have a TV show after seven films, right? This franchise. And to make a show with the same cast, like you were saying, from the past, to bring them all together. I think that's wild. I think that's what makes them different from Purge. Because Purge, they're the first horror, like, films, like, franchise to have a TV show but the mm-hmm. TV show doesn't have the same actors from the other purge. You feel facts, me? Facts. Facts. Big so, facts. So I feel like Chucky is different. Definitely beat, hands down, the last two films of Chucky, it was way better. Like, Curse of Chucky and Cult was all right, but this 10 times was on the roof. And it definitely beat the movie, the remake that they did for Chucky. Hey, I don't know if you saw the remake. of uh, uh, cosplay.
1: It it was all right. Yeah, just, it, it was cool. It was cool. If you're a big Chucky fan, you're saying it was all right.
0: Right, right. I didn't like the song. You are my buddy. <laughs> 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 to the no, something I forgot how to go. But I was laughing, yeah. man. I was like, man, they yeah. could have done better, man, with those beat up overalls, Right, 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 right. For real. Oh man, no, this is crazy fan. So, what's your prediction that's gonna happen to the end? What do you think is gonna you think they're gonna close it up? That's it, like Chucky's gonna get defeated, or you think that? Uh, well, here's my thing. Hell I'm like, gonna...
1: no, no, ain't, ain't no way, ain't no way because he just gonna possess his way into another body or some shit like that. Ain't, ain't no way, don't I, I don't see it, I don't see it ending in, in, in the book closing because uh, like the, the only like I've seen a similarity in this is like uh, like you, you, you seen like the last Michael Myers movie, yeah and you see how they like brought the one lady from like the very first one that still ended the shit right now i can kind of see how they were doing that with with the Chucky shit right now yeah yeah so so, so i don't you know i don't see it completely ending at all but the way i see it ending this time is um it, it's it's tough to say man because it's a it's a whole tv series yeah so with with it being a series it's like man it, it 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 can go far it can go far but i don't i don't i don't i don't know I don't know, man. I just got to I got to just tune in every week and see.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, look, here's my theory. My theory is at the very end, the three main characters, you know, Jake, uh, I forgot the other kid's name and Lexi. The dude with the uh, with the podcast, yeah, yeah. What's his name? What's his name? I forgot. I forgot his
1: name. (laughs) The black kid. I forgot. I know you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, the black kid, the podcast. Yeah.
0: Yeah, So those three, I feel like black ain't gonna survive at the end. They have to because they're the main characters. Right. Right. Is either Chucky's gonna dying, and he somehow, like you said, brought his soul back, or
1: oh, come back in Jake?
0: Yeah. Right. It could be like he transferred to Jake. And it's just like a, it's a it's like a spinoff. Now Jake is the new. But here's the thing. I actually have a new theory. So remember the kid that uh, it was Lexi's boo? Yeah. OK, I feel like he's going to be the new like uh, like the villain because he's being excluded from the group. You know what I'm saying? Oh,
1: I think you're saying. So, what if Chucky ends up possessing him and becoming him? Because it'll be believable if he was the one killing people or some shit like that. Because how they ex- like excluded him from everything, and he'll have a reason to be angry. So let's say he kind of set him up to be the killer for everything.
0: Exactly. It, it would. Just that, wow! Extent. I didn't even think about that.
1: Wow. Yeah, I kind of been writing him off. So that's how. That's how. That's and that's what producers be doing. Like they be tucking people away, put them in the background, then they bring them back at the end. <laughs>
0: That and, makes sense. And think about it: when Jake was his most vulnerable spot and he went angry, Chucky was there to manipulate him. So now, facts, he, he can't do it with Jake because Jake got his squad. But and this, you know
1: what? He gonna fuck with Chucky too. So Chucky gonna be able to use him as his runner now, and he gonna have to, the, the 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 fire inside him to actually kill.
0: Real, he might actually do it.
1: Right, I think he'll actually kill for Chucky because he's gonna be somebody who embrace him, and like at first he don't he don't believe in it, but once he actually see Chucky and, and interact with him, like, oh fuck, nigga you is real. And then then once he realize he is real and shit, oh nigga you want me to kill? Okay, I, I kind of fuck with you fucking niggas. And like <laughs> that might
0: that, that might actually that might wow. I didn't think about that. You Okay, you up to something? I'm sorry, bro. I'm a critic. I have to. You up enough. to? You up to <laughs> I didn't even think about that that side of it. I kind of forgot about him like that. Okay. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. There's two routes they could do. They can either, uh, I feel like because they're making too much money, I, I guarantee they're making more money than the two last films they put, uh, put together. They're either going to make a second season, which I hope, but I think if they want to, they can make another film on the box office and wrap it up. But I don't want them to wrap it up. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it all depends on how, um, how the ratings go, because I definitely see it being more than one season. Let's say that if it went two three seasons, then a big ass. I mean, I, you know, it's just kind of how like they did Breaking Bad. You know what I'm saying? They have a few seasons and then there's a question mark at the end. That after the question mark, boom, they hit your ass with the movie. But I probably think
0: they'll probably do two seasons in the movie in a movie, probably like you said. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right, fam. It's crazy, man. So who who what is, what is besides Chucky, who else is your favorite horror like villains or movies? Horror movies? I'm I'm
1: gonna be honest, bro.
0: I'm real big
1: into serial killers. Um I'm big, in, I'm big into Dexter. And Dexter, uh, they just came back with another season. Oh, so how is it? So uh, basically, uh, when they wrapped it up in the last season, uh, he was uh, working in Homicide, and uh, he was basically a serial killer, and the name of the serial killer was the Bay Harbor Butcher, and they were trying to find who it was, and it was him, and uh, they was basically closing in on him, and he had moved out the country type of shit. So he was off the grid, and he moved out for like over 10 years. And uh, I guess the new season picks up with him, you know, where, where he ran off to. And he he was starting his life over. Then he finally like had his like killed his first person again in over like in like ten years. So it picks up from there, and it's like it's it's crazy. Like it's like it was my favorite, like one of my favorite shows to watch. And it took it it was off for about like eight years, and now it just came back on. So it's like I'm glued to it. Oh, I don't I, I don't I don't I don't want to spoil it because it just came back and it's um. It's on its third episode. The first two episodes came out so far. The third one about to come on tomorrow, I think.
0: Oh wow! Is it on uh, what channel? Hulu? I uh
1: shit. I got a I got a website I'll be on. I don't know which what it. <laughs> I, I think it's on Hulu. Yeah, it, it is on Hulu. It's on Hulu. I, the website, the TV channel is FX. So whatever whatever you can get it on FX. That's what it's on. Oh. But I wow. think I, th- I think it's on Hulu.
0: Damn, fam! I I just finished Wu Tang. Did you see Wu Tang?
1: I got, like, one or two more episodes. I got backed up. I got, like, two episodes to watch. Yeah, I'm catching
0: up. Bro, I'm going to be real, man. I'm from Chicago. I'm going to be honest. I got to be honest with my fans, too. Me growing up from Chicago, Wu-Tang wasn't really that big. I'm going to be real. 100%. 100%. So when I moved to Vegas, most of my friends here in in Vegas listened to Wu-Tang. I was kind of like, huh, y'all are, like, real far from the East Coast, by the way. You know what I'm saying? And facts, facts. So they told me, watch the show. I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to give it a chance. When I saw the trailer, I was like, eh, right. But I watched it, and it made me appreciate Wu-Tang, brother, for real. 100%. Because it shows how, like, two different um, areas, right? Neighborhoods that don't get along with each other, like Ghostface Killer. And uh, what was the other guy that he, he used to have beef with? I forgot his name. Oh, um, with the resident? You know? Yeah. Yeah, really? And so they came together. You feel what I'm saying? And they Mm -hmm. formed this bond. I I like that the metaphors they use, like Shaolin, you know, uh, like movies and stuff, into this Wu Tang, you know, like this big group. And I love it. I love that they're like, uh, they have each other's back. You feel me? It's sad that in reality, you look in the documentaries, money was a big problem for all of the group. Like, like that uh, RZA, who was like the you could say the founder of Wu-Tang, who brought everybody together, producer, how he made most of the money from the group. Right. And they all signed a contract. I feel like RZA did everything by the book. Like he was very he was smart. He's like, look, in case somebody wants to leave, we have a contract. So he, he had a contract. Right. Got everybody to sign five years of their life. Right. And he knew what music, when he was producing what fit who, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But what people don't understand, this is where the big debate comes. A lot of the members of Wu-Tang felt like they weren't getting really the piece of the money, but they have to understand when it comes down to like the leader, the leader always gets more of the commission or the money than the groups. Right. Roots, right? It's, it's, it kind of works with any gang or any co- company. The right. the highest CEO whoever is gonna get most of the money. I'm so, I'm sorry to break it down like it's right, right. And I think that's that's what made a little confusion for the whole team. Um, but other than that, I think the philosophy is just wild. I I really like you know what they stand for and, and the lyrics, the music. I now appreciate Wu Tang like now when I'm having a tough day, I put that song M E T H wait. M-E-T-H-O-D, man. man. M-E-T- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm and you know what's crazy? I'm about to share a, a, a theory. It's not a theory because it's reality now. So you remember when they did that song Um Cream? Yeah. So you know how they're all kind of trying to compete in the rap? Mm-hmm. So look at my theory. Check this out. I feel like they were the first, first rappers in history to come up with, before it was called The Cypher. You know how in The Cypher, they have like five different rappers now they're not in the same group now today, this century. They're rapping on the beat, right? And mm. you're, you're trying to hear who has the better beat, like a better lyric. Right. And they call it The Cypher. I feel like Wu-Tang was the one that opened that door. Yeah,
1: that's, that's fair to say. Right?
0: That's that's what I think, man. I don't know if I was right, you know? <laughs> that's what I say. But, but yeah, fan. that's my theory, man. What about you, man? What's your what's your thoughts about Wu-Tang when you first, you know, uh, watched it?
1: Uh, it's dope. It's very informative. I'm going to be honest. I'm not a big, I'm not big on Wu-Tang. I'm not a big Wu-Tang fan. Like, I listen to the music here and there, but I'm not a big fanatic. But uh, listening, watching the show, it gave me like a big, uh, like, behind the scenes view of the, the music I was hearing. So that was pretty dope to watch. Like when they like when they tell the timeline and they tell certain events that happened, you can actually go on YouTube and like really see this the shit that they was talking about. Like when um when they had that show and ODB went on stage and he showed the gun type of shit before they show, like before they perform, you can go on YouTube and watch the actual video of him doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? So you can actually like watch this, the 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 TV the move the TV show and go on YouTube and watch some of the events so you can actually like see the ins and outs of songs, how they broke and shit like that and kind of like, you know, see the the ins and outs of it. Because me, like, like I said, I'm a student of shit. So I like to see how shit, like, I like to help artists blow up. So I like to see the ins and outs of how shit blew up. I like, you know, I like to read the analytics and study this shit. So watching that is helping me understand, you know, how to push a record or how to push an artist. So I like watching it because it helps me be a manager or it helps me be a producer. It helps me to be a rizza to you know help some shit go to the next level and it helps and see how to make some shit get some notoriety. Like we're in a different time in a different time now, but the hustle never changed. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah, you can still watch it and learn how to move a certain shit. So I watch, I just watch it as a student because I'm gonna be honest, I can only name probably like three to five Wu-Tang songs. So it's not like I'm the I'm not the biggest. Fanatic, that like that, but I respect the art. You feel what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, fam. That's no, that's true. It's true. Now I got, I got a little, <laughs> got a little trivia question for my boy right here. It's a million dollar question. Everybody trying to know, we're trying to figure it out, we're trying to figure it oh, out. Shit. Oh shit! Oh So, well, it's not, it's not a million dollar question, but it's what everybody's talking about. What do you think about the Travis Scott situation with the whole concert that? It went crazy. I'm be honest. Some people died. I think there was only three or two, but I don't know. There's a lot. A lot of people got injured. What do you feel? Do you feel like people are right to blame Travis Scott for all this that's going on?
1: Uh, I I feel like um they've been pretty tough on him because uh there's only so much you can do as an artist on stage when something like that's going on, and it's like um like. I've seen footage where when it was popping off, you know, he would actually stop the show a couple of times to acknowledge what was going on. So it's like, how much can he do? What do you want? What do you expect from him? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, so if he acknowledges that something's going on, he stopped the show to try to help somebody, you know, then I I was also reading somewhere where it said that they wanted to keep the show going or something like that. So it's like, what 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 is he to do? I don't, I don't know. So it's like he he walks a he walks a tight line. But I did I feel like he did as much as he can, you know, to to aid to aid a bad situation. But then uh you know what 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 grabs my attention is is like when I read the article and they're saying there was kids there there was like seven years old, three years old and shit like that. It's like how are kids at that age at a show like that at that hour like that's that's what confuses me. So it's like at some point you had to take responsibility as, a, as an adult, you know what I'm saying, at, at, at a situation like that, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, you want to be a grown a grown person, you know what I'm saying, you see stuff going off. Me paying attention to my life and my safety, I'm going to leave, you know, I'm not just about to sit there in the middle of something, you know. So at some point, you got to take accountability in, in a certain situation, but, but, you know, him being an artist performing at that point, I just feel like, you know, they're they're asking too much from him in a liability standpoint. At that, I feel like the liability needs to be on that, on the venue, you know, and the venue is the one that provides security and shit like that. So I just feel like the light is in the wrong place. With you being a superstar and you have a name like that, of course, you know, they're gonna rain down on you for whatever the case may be. But uh, I just think the attention really needs to be at like more so of security or the venue, is through, which is is is. With pretty much what hosted the, the, the situation you know what i'm saying yeah
0: because like honestly like i well here's my thing when you host an event right whatever happens the coordinator who's in charge like you said the venue is the one who's making sure the lighting's good the the people are there the security are doing their job I feel like in that situation, if it was you know it was getting out of hand, right? People were getting hurt or stomped over. The coordinator who saw the big picture, right? Because he he was the one who could pay attention to what's going on. Because he he had the his old team orchestra, right? I mean, the coordinator's on the floor. <laughs> they on the floor, next to niggas dying. So it? it's... Go ahead. No, but what what I was saying is like like uh, like call for either to shut it down or to, you know, bring the police, whatever, like if they had to bring ambulance, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Get, get it situated because now that the venue, cause it's almost like the venue cause I hear too many stuff that people are trying to sue Travis Scott. But like, I do think too that the venue, like you were saying should be accountable because it's their duty to make sure Every every all safely, that it runs smoothly. You know I mean? Like this is their production in a way. Travis Scott is just an image. It's kind of like you have president, whoever's the president, president is the, the front line, but there's people behind him who make the decisions, not him. You feel what I'm saying? So I kind of feel like they have to not blame you know Travis for everything. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I mean, the,
1: I mean the the venue through the event,
0: <laughs>
1: Travis Scott showed up. So with the venue throwing an event, they provide security. The security is they're in the crowd and they're patrolling the situation of what's going on. They have people that's in the crowd, you know, crowd control. There's a lot of employees that they employ to monitor the guests in their, in their venue. So once they're there and they're reporting to the associates at the venue of what's going on, they have the call right then and there, hey, the show stops or it needs to go on. I've I seen situations where you see YG about to perform somewhere, right? And have you have you ever went to a YG show or a, a, a rapper's show or some shit like that and it gets canceled because the police canceled it because they said they feel like it's too it's too violent? Yeah. They think something's going to go on the pop-off so there's no show because they say, hey, no, he's performing. It's, we feel like it's going to be game violence. So they'll they, they shut it off because what for people's safety correct yeah so now when you're in the midst of a travis Scott show when the venue has security and people out there patrolling seeing what's going on they see kids out here that's seven years old they see seven-year-old three-year-old kids out here in this crowd right now before people are dying they see that they see illegal shit going on before people are dying their venue is aware of that before you know it gets tragic now it's starting to get tragic people are passing out people are dying the venue has people in the crowd, crowd control, security that they employ that is seeing this. This is reported back to them. At no point was the show stopped. Travis Scott is on show on, on is on the stage doing what he got paid to do, performing. Earpiece is in his is, is in his ear, so he can hear himself, so he can hear the music. So, at what point can he hear a commotion of what's going on in the, in the crowd? That's you know, I'm saying that's a lot to ask for somebody you know that's performing a, a show adrenaline, noise, that's that hard to depict with. I don't know how many people was in the crowd, but I'm sure it was probably thousands in the crowd. So out of a thousand people in the crowd for him to depict, you know, a certain situation is about to ask for when a venue has somebody who's firsthand in there who can who can make that call, you know? So, I mean, and, and let, let's be off. Let, let's be fair here. If he had the knowledge to understand that there's X amount of people in the crowd passing out and dying, I know for a fact, he would have stopped performing them songs and got off stage or possibly been in the crowd to help. I know there's, there's been instances where, you know, he's been out there doing charity work or even, you know, has situations similar where he would help somebody. I don't see him, you know, still knowing, knowingly seeing somebody's dying and performing songs. I don't, I don't want to put that smut on somebody's name.
0: Yeah, I feel <laughs> you, man. I feel you. I think that, you know, Travis Scott, I'm agree with you. I think he has a good heart and I feel like, Um, he's, I I know he's probably feel cornered, you know what I'm saying? Because all the media is attacking him and they're not showing what really went down. Sometimes the media likes to show like one angle. One side of it, yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: And then, and then like, when you, when you look at shit like this unfold now, first you want to sue him for this, you want to sue him for that. And now I saw like, there was a lawsuit for like, it was like for 70, 70 something million dollars, 70 million or well, almost $100 million or something like that for Astro basically saying that it was a failure from the beginning. So now it's like, now they just, they're trying to sue him for that situation and everything before that, for everything in, in total? It's like, wait, what did that have to do with this? That, that has no connection. So now he's just being sued for anything in general. So it's like, okay, what, what, is, what is the point here? Because now it seems like stuff is being thrown in there that had nothing to do with the situation just to start with. So that's what, just, that's what throws, a, throws a question mark into the situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's oh. like if we're, to, if we're talking about oranges, why are we throwing apples and bananas into the situation? You feel what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's good, fam. I, I appreciate your honest opinion, man. It's it's good stuff, man. I, I That's why I needed to, you know, pick at your brain a little bit. You yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. There we go, there we
1: go, there we go. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. No, that's what's up, fam. Now, uh, one last question I want to ask you is what advice can you give young people that are their first time, you know, getting into film? What would you tell yourself if it if it helps? On what you could like uh, any tips, any tips or advice?
1: Um, I can honestly say the biggest tip I can give young people get involved with filmmaking is. Do not forget to have fun with it. I don't care what you I don't care if it's doing skits. I don't care if it's TikTok. I don't care if it's filmmaking, whatever it is. Don't even worry about the making money part. Don't worry about the followers. Don't worry, worry about how it looks. Don't worry about what the next person may think who who will fuck with it, who won't fuck with it. Don't even be posting, hey man, if I do this, will you watch it? Don't don't worry about none of that. Don't worry about none of that shit. Just have fun with whatever you're doing because if you're having love for what you're doing and you're genuinely having fun with what you're doing, the same type of people is going to gravitate towards what you want to do. And little do you know, there's thousands and millions of people that have that same that shares the same common interests as, as you have. So just always being genuine and being yourself with whatever you have because if you're putting up a front or you're trying to force something and doing something that's not like you. Let's say that that shit started catching tra- catching traction. You're going somewhere with it. It's going to be harder for you to keep up with that and keep coming with that material because it, it ain't real. So my 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 advice is just have fun. Just just have fun with whatever you're doing because it's going to help you be creative. You know, it's going to help you. You know, network with the 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 the, the people that you that you want to you want to work with. You know what I'm saying? So just whatever you're doing, just 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 have fun with you doing. And you're gonna learn so much. You're gonna learn a lot more. You're going to, it's gonna take you farther than what you what you think you can take it to. But yes, just have fun with it. That's all I can say. Just have fun with what you're doing, and you, you you're gonna stick with it a lot a lot longer than what you think because once it starts to feel like a job and it feels like an obligation, who would the fuck want to do their job? <laughs> I want to quit my job every day. Right. You know what I'm saying? So have fun. Have fun with whatever you want to spend your life doing because. You get one life. You don't want to live it with regrets. So if it's something you want to spend your life doing, shouldn't it be something you enjoy have fun doing? <laughs>
0: That's true. <laughs> there, you,
1: there you go.
0: But yeah, just have fun with it, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Well, guys, there, there you have it. This is the Outlet to Reality, the oldest podcast in Vegas and Chicago every Tuesday. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. chin Y'all know where to find me. (laughs) I'm on Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, the Islet to Reality. My TikTok is at Yakov 28 and my Snapchat is take one, pass it. And, fam, where can my fans find you, Dom?
1: Uh, You can find me on Instagram, D-Zero-M-I-N-O-E, Twitter, D-Zero-M-I-N-O-E. Catch me on Snapchat, Domino Dollars. Google me, Domino Dollars, d Zero M-I-N-O-E. Same thing on YouTube. Everything D-Zero M-I-N-O-E. Domino, baby.
0: I love it. I love it. Thank you, fam.